So I'm going to give you a disclaimer. Tonight's going to be a shorter night. Uh, I've watched, I've studied, uh, and, and I've learned never say never. But I will say I don't ever plan on trying to do a Sunday and a Wednesday in the same way again. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 for me, it's nerve-wracking enough trying to, to do one lesson, but to do two in a row. And then also on top of that, while I was studying, I watched Brother Tim uh, from the Bible Institute and uh, his lesson. It was only 37 minutes by a preacher, and four minutes of that was an introduction. So I can't make it last that long. But <laughs> I'm going to still try to make a good lesson, some good points to you, and then we'll ring that bell and go home. <laughs> uh, and Mr. Edward wasn't here to introduce me, so I'm <laughs> Got even more time to kill. I always look for something to kill more time. But so it'd be all right though. Uh, my lesson is uh, lesson number ten, feeding the five thousand. And if you've got a book with you, it's on. It starts on page forty-four. And in just a minute, I'll read the text to you uh, for those that are watching at home. Uh, but before I read the text, I did find out one interesting thing, and actually, Brother Tim is the one. Uh, and I can't—I don't know if his name is—I may mispronounce it. Uh, it looks like it's four lines, F-O-R-L-I-N-E-S. So I'm just going to call him Brother Tim, so I don't mess it up any worse. But he brought this point up, uh, and I, and I went back and tried to look at it. It was pretty interesting. I thought uh, the feeding the five thousand is the fourth of the seven signs, and it's the only one that's mentioned in all four uh, books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And, of course, now, now John is going to be a little bit different. Uh, he takes a different outlook on this than you, than you see in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But uh, we'll get to that in just a minute. But anyway, if you've got a Bible, you want to follow with me. I'm reading uh, John chapter 6, and it'll be the first 15 verses. After these things went over the sea... I'm sorry. After these things Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him, because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So men sat down, in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, so nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet 
who has come into the world. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. So when they were reading this, it, it brings up two problems. And part of the reason I picked this lesson is, uh, you know, with the COVID pandemic and stuff, and it was feeding 5,000, I kind of got some my weird twist of humor. I thought, we can't even feed 500 people around here, much less 5,000. So let's just go with that and talk about it. But, um, you know, if you think about it, how many times have we been given a task that seems so tough, just so overwhelming, that we just thought, there's no way. I can't do it. You know, that that's kind of the way this was perceived, at least by Philip. And, you know, talk about fast food. I mean, it's kind of the same in some ways. I kind of relate it because how many times – has anybody went to the mountains lately? I know my family did. Lacey, uh, you went. So every, everywhere you went, restaurant, store, whatever, there's a sign. Now hiring. You know, and if you go to a restaurant, you'll see signs like wait times are longer. Now hiring, short-staffed. And, and that's just more, more troubles, you know. And so I, I think to myself, how in the world, like I said, how do we feed 500 people? And he fed 5,000. So it, it makes me think. And then also, if you think about it, or what if you go read in Matthew, Mark, and Luke's account, uh, the challenge was actually so hard that in, in those books, uh, they were telling people, go to the village, go get your own food, you know. And, and but now Jesus said, wait a minute, hold up. Now I'm paraphrasing because I don't need it. So uh, don't take me exactly literally here. But, you know, he did. He's like, wait, don't send them off. We're going to feed them. And so John's account is different. He doesn't he doesn't bring that point up. And in his uh, his account is about Philip, where Jesus asked, uh, talk to Philip. And in his account, uh, going back into verse like five and six. And I'm going to paraphrase, but uh, he says, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? And then that's when Philip, he didn't just say like, you tell me what you want me to do. I'll do it. He questioned. He was like, we've only got 200 denarii. Now, the best example, the best way I can explain the denarii is uh, if you worked all day, you made one denarii. That, that was your daily pay. So in other words, 5,000 men and two of them, 200 of them had a day's pay. So like, say $200 to feed 5,000. So Philip was, was questioning like, what, I, what do I do? Where do I go? You know, or, and, and it said in the passage, you know, Jesus already knew the answer to that. He was just kind of testing Philip to see what he would say. Jesus knew what he was going to do. So there wasn't enough money to go and buy uh, all the food that was needed. So uh, Andrew found a little boy lad, and this boy had two small fish and two barley loaves. And I, I, I caught this now. It, it, maybe it's just me reading into something, but it didn't say two fish. It said two small fish and five barley loaves. Now, I honestly don't have a clue how big, you know, a fish is. 
uh, in in this in this reference. Now, I know that there are large fish, and I know that same as if you was catching a catfish, some are going to be long as your arm, and some are going to be long as your hand. So, in my mind, though, the bigger the fish, the more it feeds. And in John made a point to say it was two small fish. And I think that I can play that into later on in the lesson. And then the barley loaves. When I read barley loaves, I think of a, a loaf of bread. I think of like homemade bread. It's like this big, long, about that tall, that big round or whatever. And if you, if you have the book with you, uh, there's a picture inside that book. And it shows two fish in a basket. And it shows what looks like to me. Now, I'm only describing through my eyesight. It, it doesn't look like a loaf of bread. To me, it looks like uh, a wheat taco shell. You know, so I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not sure quite what is it is supposed to be. But that's, that's what it looked like in my eyes. So that's even smaller. So that's going to feed even less people. And, and that is, I think that'll play in later on. Uh, when we get down, but it, through different points of my lesson. But uh, so anyway, all this was brought to Jesus, the two two fish and the five barley loaves. So Jesus had everybody sit down. And in the other books, it says they said in the grass about uh, about 50 to a group. And th this was, Brother Tim brought this up and, and it is mentioned in one of the other books. I can't remember which one of the three. Uh, that it only says 5,000, approximately 5,000 men. One of the other books said that doesn't include women and children. So, you know, I'm not saying there were more, but at the same token, if you think about it, you know, there could have been more than 5,000. That number could be easily 10,000 or more. I mean, now, we only have 5,000 rolled down, so I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you that there's more. But it does say, and, and Brother Tim mentioned it in his lesson, that, you know, they've done the math from different books and said it, they thought it was around 10,000. But how in the world, you know, is what Philip is saying, how in the world are we going to feed all these people? And then the apostles, the other apostles kind of looked at them like, mm, what are we doing? So Jesus said, don't worry, have them sit down. And he took the loaves. And I think this was important too. Uh, and, and I would have never caught this just reading it to myself. But what's the, what did he do as soon as he took the loaves? He gave thanks. And I think that's important to remember. And if you, and if you read and look at some of the other uh, miracles that he performed before he did it, he gave thanks. And I think that's important for us to keep in mind that, you know, we do a lot of things, but we don't always remember to give thanks for what we have. You know, so I think that was important. But Jesus gave thanks. And then he distributed to the disciples who took it to the men. Now, this is where my science fiction just inquisitive mind wanted. I, I would love to have seen that, just to be honest. Uh, I'm going to movie magic and, and stuff like that. But what would it have been like to sit there and, you know, and see here? Did, did they break the bread and hand it to somebody and then look back and it just reappear? You know, that, that's, that's just something I've always... And how miraculous would that be to see? You know, like we know, I mean, there's TV, there's internet, there's all kinds of things. And, and like I said, there's movie magic. But there wasn't, there wasn't stuff like that at that time. 
You know, so what would it have been like to have actually seen that happen? And it also says in the text that as they distributed they, the, the barley and then the fish, that all could eat. And they eat all they could eat. You know, and so that, that in my mind amazes me too. So we've got two small fish, five barley loaves, and everybody that was there, at least 5,000, we know approximately 5,000 according to the text, ate until they was full. And, and you know, I joked around. Uh, Jerry Hicks and I was talking, I think it was Sunday, about fish. And, and I love fish. You can tell by my stomach. And Jerry says when he goes to Todd's, you know, he, he don't get a plate, tells him to drop, you know, pound in. He's, he's going to eat. And when we have a fish fry, you know, he, he was laughing. We were joking about how much we taste test to make sure then we come eat, you know. So, but in, in here it says everybody was full. So I thought that was quite interesting. And when everybody finished, Jesus told the disciples, he said, go get the fragments. Go get what's left over. So nothing is lost. Nothing be lost. So what did they do? They, they started gathering up all the fragments. And it filled 12 baskets. Now, if you have that book and you're looking at that picture I was talking about, there's a basket. You know, there's fish and barley loaves in that basket. I don't know how big that basket is. I don't know if it's one of them great big ones like the people walk around with it on top of their head or I don't know if it's like a little Easter egg basket. I don't know. But I'm just looking at that at that picture that comes with our, with our book and that could be more uh, in that basket, put in that basket than what is in it in that picture. But then that made me think, you know, Jesus fed everybody and his leftovers, the leftovers were more than what they could muster up before we ever started. You know, whenever we were first like, how are we going to feed them? He had more leftovers than we started with. And I, to me, that just shows the power that he has. But, you know, uh, Jesus perceived after this that uh, they would try to take him by force and make him a king. So he, he's, he's not the king on earth. He's the king after, you know. And so uh, what did he do? He went up to the mountain and rested. But there's, uh, you know, some things in this passage that made me think about and wonder about. And uh, so obviously there's two problems in this passage. And the first one is real obvious. Uh, I may have said something wrong. There's two problems and the first one's obvious is what I meant to say if I didn't say it right. But the first problem was obviously how are we going to feed everybody? Okay, there's 5,000 people and we don't have much food. Well, that, that question was solved you know, pretty easily as far as if you're reading the text. But the second problem, and I think this is why, uh, this is what John's alluding to, and that's why his text about feeding the 5,000 is different. The second problem is Philip. Philip not having faith. You know, if, and I, let me say this too. Uh, I don't judge nobody, and I'm 100% sure on this. If I would have been there and I would have been told that, I'm sure I would have said, what? You want me to do how? You know, I, I'm sure I would have been in the same boat, so I'm not casting any you know, any stones at anybody. But they also make me think, you know, how easy 
is it to forget and kind of lose that faith? You know, you've been with him and you've seen these other things and all of a sudden, you know, and Jesus tested him. I mean, it, he, he, it says in the text, you know, John wrote that he already knew the answer. He knew what he was going to do, but he wanted to see how Philip would react. And so that that's because, uh, I mean, Philip said, how can we even pay for it? Not what do you want me to do, but how are we going to pay for it? So that that's that was one of the things that, you know, made me think a whole lot about. And then, you know, after uh, he he got the, the food from the little lad, why did why did he give thanks and then feed everybody? Why did he have the disciples? Let me back up. Why did he have his disciples take it out to everybody? Have you thought about that? You know, he he's all powerful and he's obviously made enough food. However, like I said, if you hand it and reappear, however that happened. But have you thought about why? Uh, if he give thanks, you know, I, 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 this is me. Now I'm only talking about myself, but I think about this: if if we're praying, most of the time I drop my head and I close my eyes. Now, there may be times when I don't close my eyes, but I'm just saying mostly if, if, if there's a prayer going on, I bow my head and close my eyes. Well, why didn't when when Jesus gave things, why didn't when I opened my eyes, there it was? Well, it, what I think, and again, I'm only speaking for reading it, trying to, trying to interpret it and figure out something, is how easy would it have been to say, well, somebody slid it there? I mean, how easy would it have been to make excuses that somebody would have tried to? You know, all of you have enough life experience to say, no matter what, somebody tries to make an excuse and not accept the truth. Well, and we, we're, a, we're a population, uh, a world as, as a whole, I think, that we see things through our eyes. And so what our eyes tells us is what we believe. So having said that, if you closed your eyes and opened them, you didn't really see it, did you? But if they're delivering, if they're bringing it to you, and, they, and and you and I are both seeing the same thing happening, then it makes you, it's harder to, to disavow it, to say, that's not true, that's not real, that didn't happen. Well, you and 5,000 other people seeing it happen. So I wonder if that's part of the reason why, uh, that's in my opinion, I think that's part of the reason why uh, he had the disciples take out after giving things, not just kind of appear like he could have. Yes, sir. The whole, whole situation is teaching process, obviously. You have to wonder, why did 5,000 people come out in the wilderness? And I don't know how far out they had to come, but even if it was just to the top of the hill, and if you bench field, why did they come without food? And what did they expect? They just take them for granted. And all these baskets of fragments of labor that shows us we have enough faith to eat. There's going to be, there's plenty. He's got all we ever need, all we ever So there's lots of lessons, side lessons to be learned. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things I will say later on, too, is, you know, the more I read it and the more I watched it uh, online and stuff, I mean, like I said, I could have easily watched it enough times to have memorized it, but that's not me trying to, to soak it in and, and give it back to you the way I see things and the way I learn things. Uh, but there is a lot of lessons. And, and one of them, my next point was, you know, do we put our faith in Jesus during trials or do we question? You know, I mean, that that's 
You know, like I said, I'll be honest. There's times when I've, I've questioned when I shouldn't have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, it's kind of an easy thing to do. Uh, and then I thought about this too. Uh, the the little boy, he put his food in Jesus' hands, and he he let him take it, and look what he did with food. I mean, he he expanded it. Well, if we put our lives in Jesus' hands, what can He do for us and the, and, and the world in general? You know, that's that's kind of one of the points that that hit home with me. I thought about you know. If I do what I'm supposed to do, if I live the way I'm supposed to live, and I put my my faith in Jesus' hands, what can He do with me? You know, how how can I help others? How can I do what He wants to do? And then, if if and I'm just making this up, you know, but let's just relate it to to the feeding people, okay? So if I put my faith and I and I do what what He what He says do, and I feed five thousand people. Well, then Jerry puts his hands, or his self in his hands, and he feeds 5,000. You know, can you see how infinite it can go from just few people doing what they're supposed to do and how it can bring other people in until we do have, you know, that, that strong world that, that's, that's living the right life instead of the way things go right now? Because you all know there's a whole lot of things that are changing that's not, <laughs> not biblical, you know, and... and we are kind of pushed down our throats and we have to live with it. And there's another thing that I, I've thought about too. Um, as I read it, you know, I said the small fish stuck out to me. Well, something else that stuck out to me, and, and to be honest, this is my last point. Uh, and anybody can feel free to jump in and add comments. Uh, but whenever. Everybody was full when we were done eating, and he told the disciples to go get all the the remnants, everything, the leftovers. Why? Why did he say get all the fragments and put them in a basket so nothing is lost? I mean, I, I'm just saying there's birds, there's worms, there's whatever that that could eat that food as well. You know. I think you. I think you're right. Everything is a blessing that we have. And, and another another thing that I thought of whenever I was reading this, and, and like I said, the word lost is what really piqued my interest, made me start thinking about stuff. But if you think about it this way, the food, the food that was provided, if you look at that, it's like that's us. You know, that that's us. And the and the leftovers. Are the people that's not his Christian people yet? He doesn't want those souls lost either, you know. So, in my mind, I was thinking he's showing you that he can feed all that's here. He's got plenty for anybody else that wants to come, and he doesn't want anybody to be lost. All he's saying is, if you'll take the right steps, I'll feed you, I'll nurture you, I'll take care of you. You're not lost. I have everything you need. You know, that that's just something that I kind of thought about. You know, and like I said, just little keywords like that right there that <clears throat> piques my curiosity. So like I said, the more I read it, and I was trying to do two lessons at once, but the more I read it, the more, you know, more little keywords I took out of it. And that was 15 verses 
And that's pretty powerful, pretty powerful verses to me. You know, like I said the more I've worked on them, and even even the last verse, it didn't it didn't actually flow with the other verses to me. But it, it, as I read on, you know, it made more sense uh, that that he's why who who I mean take him by force. I mean, really, you know, I mean that that's not actually possible. But at the same token, he doesn't want that type of attention, you know, and, and unfortunately, uh, even though people seen, and I'm jumping in somebody else's lesson, but, you know, oh, that, that 5,000, you'll read later on that, you know, not everybody, after they've seen these miracles, I don't know how, if i seen it, I don't know how I would forget and not believe and not, but but people did lose their way. Not everybody continued to follow him like they did. And I'm jumping in somebody, else, somebody else's lesson, so I don't want to do that, but. That, that's all I have. I hope you've got something out of it. And if anybody's got a comment, you know, feel free to, to speak up.